Welcome to the Online Business Mom Podcast. Whether you're looking to start your journey to work from home or have an online business and looking to grow, you've definitely come to the right place. Every week, you'll find support in starting and growing a profitable online business, all while rocking it as a mom. Let's dive in with your host, Lauren Schuyler. All right, thank you so much for joining us, Online Business Moms. I am Lauren Schuyler, your host. And today we have a very special guest. She is a mindset and money coach, mama to a 17-month-old boy, Owen, and a little girl on the way. Yay. Now, after struggling with her own finances, she managed to pay down, listen to this, $30,000 in 12 short months without even having to sacrifice the lifestyle that she loved. Like her husband and her continue to travel to different countries. That is so awesome. So let's welcome today, Kendall Hamilton. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so happy to be here. We are so happy to have you. Um, So first, because we're all moms here, so let me ask, like, what are your feelings with this baby on the way and a new baby coming when you've only had one boy (laughs) and now you have a little girl? Um, it was really, really overwhelming at first. So my husband, this was a total surprise. My husband and I were not trying, it was not in the plan. Um, so we were a little bit, um, surprised when we found out to say the least. Um, uh, but now it's kind of all sunk in We're we're adjusting and we're, we couldn't be more excited about it. Yay. We're so happy. So what yeah. is one thing you're like looking forward to? Obviously the baby, cause you've had a boy and now you have a girl, but like, what is one thing you're looking forward to, but like nervous about because you've never done it before. Um, you know what? Honestly, the thing I'm looking forward to most is seeing my husband with a baby girl because he, <laughs> so he's um, one of three boys, no sisters. Um, the majority of his cousins are all boys. He's just been around boys his whole life. And then, you know, ever since we've been together, he's like, I'm not having any girls, you know, <laughs> like you can't really, <laughs> you can't really help that, you know? So, um, so now that he, you know, has, we have a girl on the way, I'm just super excited to see him with a baby girl. Cause I think that she is just going to have him wrapped around her little finger so fast. And I can't oh wait. My what does Owen think? How are his thoughts? Oh my gosh, he doesn't even know what's going on. He's a, <laughs> he's only 17 months old, so he's just like, whatever. He just knows that my stomach is a very nice pillow at this moment <laughs> in time. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Congratulations so much to you, you and your husband and your family, and we're so excited for you. And you definitely got to share you. pictures on your social media when the baby comes. So. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Um, so I want to know, I know we kind of shared about, you know, you paying off the $30,000 in debt in 12 months, but like what else or what exactly like led you to become a mindset and money coach to help others? Yeah. So, you know, I think it, this all started when, um, my husband and I were just struggling so much with, um, our our debt and um, you know we were just really we we're making too much money to feel so broke all the time like if that makes sense I know that a lot of people can relate because uh, you know making a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean that you are 
handling it well. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it was when we were doing taxes is when we saw like the actual amount we had coming in per year and we're like, what in the world? Like, where did that go? You know? And, um, you know, we shouldn't be this strapped for cash. And so that kind of led us into making the change. And then along that journey is when I found the mindset portion of finances, like, um, uh, finances is like as much of it as it is like strategy it's also like a big part of it is mindset like you have to have the right mindset in order to get out of debt in order to budget in order to save for your financial goals and so Absolutely. I learned that really yeah I learned that really really quick um during our journey and that's when I kind of um like just got really really into the mindset and started looking up mentors and um books on you know financial and money mindset and just got really into it i love that and i mean i've had my own struggles with finances being a single mom and i know i've shared that a little bit with you as far as you know being able to save up a certain amount of money in a year and um even bringing up like my credit score my credit score was really low and bringing up really high so i've always had yeah. this fascination with money myself not just spending money i'm talking about like an interest as far as like how to make it work for you and how to take control of it and all of that stuff so i was so excited to see that you were a money coach and even just reading yeah. it on your website and stuff i'm like i gotta get her on here and she's got to share some of her goodness so yay. yes <laughs> so um we went ahead and we had a poll in the on, in online business moms community and on that poll as you saw yourself what took the lead was breaking the paycheck to paycheck cycle i know that is like a big one that was a big one for me um and so many moms out there is breaking that paycheck to paycheck cycle so that's our topic for today and we you were like the best person to be able to speak on this. I know you share on this topic all the time on your website. Um, yeah. So yeah, if we could just dive into that and you share all of your expertise on how to break the paycheck to paycheck cycle. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, <laughs> take it Kendall. All right. So. Um, I wasn't surprised when I saw that poll and I saw that that was what took the lead was people wanting to know more about ending that paycheck to paycheck cycle because I think it's one that's so um, difficult for us to get out of, especially if we don't have the proper plan in place to get out of it. And, um, you know, it's I read a poll the other day that uh, about 78% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck mm -hmm. every year. And it's, you know, that's such a sad number but it's it's so um it's not really surprising because there's so many people who just don't have the right plan in place um yet and if they were to realize that they just had there's a few simple steps that they need to take in order to break that cycle a little bit of discipline and a little bit of commitment um, then they could end that paycheck to paycheck cycle so i love talking on this topic and so i wasn't surprised that it um won in the poll because it's it's definitely one that's very popular but um for time's sake, um, I, I'll just share kind of like the five basic steps um, for people to get out of that paycheck to paycheck cycle. Um, and did I say four or did I say five? I think you said five. five. Okay. <laughs> In my mind, I thought I said four. There are five steps to ending this paycheck to paycheck cycle. They're super, super simple. Like when I go over them, 
I think that everyone's going to be like, wait, what? That's it? Like, but I promise you, like, the the thing that people have the most difficulty with is when you know they hear these steps they hear that it's simple and they're just like oh i've tried that before but really what um you know what comes up for a lot of people is they maybe try it for a week or they try it for two weeks i'm not talking about just doing that like you need to be consistent at this and this needs to become a habit and become like a new life lifestyle in order for anybody to see change and anybody to um actually break the cycle so um, you know, habits aren't broken in a day, neither is the paycheck to paycheck cycle. So I love that. I love that. Yeah, and and so ladies, gotta... if it's, sorry, if it's only five steps, I suggest you grab a pen and paper and jot these down because man, if you can, if you can break that cycle in five steps, like I'm all ears. I've never even heard this before. We didn't discuss what her five steps were. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So, um, start with the first step. The first step is to have an emergency fund and, um, by emergency fund, I don't mean this big, crazy savings that it's going to take you years to build up. I don't mean that at all. Something small to where it just gives you a little bit of a buffer between you and life's, you know, unexpected financial emergencies. Uh, that could be something as small as $1,000 to start. And um, what, what happens is when you have that buffer of just $1,000 in your savings account, it honestly, it reduces the amount of unexpected financial emergencies that arise. So a lot of the times um, what happens is, you know, that it, it's so hard to get ahead because life keeps handing us all these curveballs, throwing these curveballs at us. And it makes it so hard to keep up with our finances. And so when you have an emergency fund, when you've built that little buffer of, let's say, $1,000, um, then you you are able to kind of focus on more important goals um, rather than just like those like an unexpected medical bill or you know the unexpected um, you know ticket <laughs> you know anything like that so so what happens when you do have that little buffer is actually it kind of re it reduces the amount of of curveballs that are thrown your way is what I've noticed from my experience when I didn't have an emergency fund um, I felt like I was getting curveballs left and right with little unexpected bills but when i built i when i built the thousand dollars and kept it in a savings account it was like they disappeared and they didn't come anymore it was the weirdest thing um so definitely make that a priority um if this is kind of your first time to build up an emergency fund of a thousand dollars where you keep it in an account um, where you don't spend it, you don't touch it. Uh, this could be a little bit foreign for some people because a lot of people aren't used to having $1,000 in their account. Um, but when they have extra money, they tend to spend it. So if this is foreign to you, I suggest keeping it in an account, like maybe an online account where it's a little bit, um, I don't want to yes. say hard to access. Yes. yes. Where there's no ATM machine to go walk down and get it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So because it is an emergency fund for unexpected expenses you don't want it too hard to get to because if in a true financial emergency something comes up you want to have access to it but just something to make it a little bit harder for you not to access it so like for example don't have a debit card to that account you know just don't um, there's other ways to transfer money if you need to like zelle and all that stuff so um, so step one is to build that emergency fund of a thousand dollars. I want to say also that, um, you know, if you're 
if you have a family with, you know, some, you know, two to four kids and you have a mortgage and maybe a higher, um, like health insurance deductible, um, maybe it would be a good idea to increase that a little bit to let's say like $2,000, something that feels a little bit more, um, comfortable to you. So, um, but minimum have at least a thousand dollars in there. You don't need to have 5,000, 10,000, anything like that. Just focus on having a little tiny buffer. So back when you were saying as far as, cause I'm going to kind of throw in and bounce stuff off with you. Like as far as where you don't want to make it too hard to get to, like, for example, I have a local bank, right? But then I have my online bank where there's not an ATM and the thing the great thing about that is you can always transfer, like you said, you can transfer your money from your online bank to the local bank, but it does take usually about like three days, three business days to get there. So that's kind of like your waiting yeah. period where you can't access it. And then one thing I wanted to know, and maybe you can share your quick feedback on this, was when you were talking about the emergency fund, in this world of online business and the moms that are in their nine to five still, the question I hear most is, well, how much money should I have in my savings or, or when is the right time to be able to quit my nine to five? So I like how you're pointing this out because a lot of the stuff you hear is you want to have an emergency fund because, you know, you don't want to go tell people, hey, just quit your job and you have no money saved up. But if you do have money saved up and you're able to kind of, you know, have a year's worth or even like six months worth, they say three months worth. You know, and you're wanting to quit your nine to five because you want to start your own business, then um, is that something that you also utilize as far as the emergency fund with people who are wanting to leave their nine to five? I know this is probably a question that many moms have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so when I made the decision not to go back to my nine to five, um, we had six months of uh, expenses saved up. Okay, so six, six months, months is so. what you tell people then who are wanting to leave their nine to five without any other income coming in is six months uh, like saved up, right? I mean, there's a lot of moving parts to that. Um, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say like, you know, quit your nine to five if you have six months of expenses and you don't have an idea yet for your side mm -hmm. business. Like Absolutely. I would say, yeah, if you're like all in on your side hustle and you're really, you are bringing in some income from it, it's just not yet up to full-time mm -hmm. income. Um, maybe get to that point first where you, you have an established business, you um, are making some money from it. You have, you know, a, some buffer six months to some people feel more comfortable with a year's worth. Um, that's when maybe you can make that, that decision. Um, but I definitely okay. wouldn't just leave if you didn't have any type of uh, business. Plus you have yeah. to take into account some some moms have like a second income from their husband. Some moms are a single mom, so they may need more okay. to depend on in there. So thanks for answering that question. Yeah. I knew that was probably what was going through a lot of moms' heads as far as, oh, emergency fund. Like, would that also cover if I want to leave my nine to five? So, all right, step two. Yeah. Yes. Step two. Um, so step two is to track your expenses and to budget. And I know that everyone hears this all the time, but it's so, so important. And I think people kind of like shy away from the term budget. Whenever I say budget, everyone's like, Oh no, 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 thanks. Not me. But really it's all it is, is it's a plan to manage your money. That's all a budget is. So I like to sometimes refer to it as a money management plan. 
kind of takes the sting away from the word budget a little bit. But you know, without a plan for your money, there's no way that you can break that paycheck to paycheck cycle, like none at all. Um, if you don't know where your money is going each month, it's 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 going to be gone faster than you can even realize it. So that this was um, a problem that me and my husband had a lot in in our. Um, journey before we started was that we would, we didn't budget at all, but we would get paid on a Friday and then literally Monday morning came around and we were like, where is our money? Like what, what happened? Like what happened yeah. over the weekend? You know, we, I mean, we'd pay our bills and then, you know, so everything was covered. We weren't like irresponsible in that sense, but we also didn't um, track any of our expenses to know how much we were spending on what. And so it was just, it was a big old mess. So um, you know, we could have a completely separate training on how to actually stick to your budget. That's like a whole realm of its own, really. <laughs> but it all really boils down to um, tracking your expenses and knowing what you're spending your money on. So, and I don't mean doing this just once before you start your, but like before you start a financial journey to, you know, financial freedom. I mean, tracking your expenses like every single month throughout the month, making sure that you know exactly where your money is going each month um, and making sure you're sticking to that too. So um, so tracking your expenses um, mixed with the budgeting is going to really help you feel uh, more confident and more um, successful with your money. It's gonna, it's a lot of the times when people track their expenses and they create a budget, they almost feel like they've gotten a raise because they've, you know, they'll um, they'll realize that they have this extra money left over mm -hmm. after all their bills are paid and savings goals and stuff like that. And they're like, wait, where is this extra $500 coming from? And that this actually happened with one of my clients where she realized she had 500 extra dollars after bills are paid, after she, um, uh, put into her savings goal, she had 500 extra dollars every month. And she was like, Oh that my gosh. Awesome. Yeah. She was like, what am I spending this on? And so that month she got a $500 raise <laughs> because she had this extra $500 that she was just being very unintentional with. Um, and so when the next month rolled around and she got paid, she got to stick all of that $500 into her savings account. And she was like, just overwhelmed with joy. <laughs> So when she started working with you, because you said she's your client, like that's when she started realizing this $500 was there. So that's yeah. awesome. And I've even been on your website before. You have a lot of awesome content on there. I've seen something on Pinterest about a like an envelope system. So do you even like yeah. um, talk about the envelope system? Also, there's so much great content on your website. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many different ways of budgeting and there's, um, you know, um, you know, certain methods work for certain people and personalities. Uh, me and my husband did the envelope system for a really long time. We still do like a variation of the envelope system. And I recommend it 100% because it really is, it was so effective for us. But there is the envelope system that you can use where you're just basically taking out cash for your every um, category in your budget, like food and gas and, and all that stuff. And then of course you pay your online bills from a checking account, but um, um, but for the most part, you're paying cash for everything. And then, um, you know, there's also the 50, 30, 20 method where, you know, 50% of your income, your take home pay that you're receiving goes to your needs. 
Um, 30% goes to your wants and 20% goes to savings and debt repayments. So, um, yeah, so that's different. Um, those are two different methods, completely different. If some people prefer one over the other, depending on their personality and their spending mm -hmm. patterns. So, so yeah, so, um, step number two is just to track and track your expenses and budget every single month throughout the month. And um, it's really, really important that you stick with it for a minimum of 90 days in order to see any type of results. Okay, so. great. All right, I'm excited for number so, three. Yes, so step three is going to um, be to re-examine your income and your expenses. So um, there's two problems that people might have. I don't even wanna call it a problem, but, um, <laughs> but there's two issues that um, someone might see in their finances. They're either going to have a spending problem or they're going to have an income problem. It's going to be one or the other. And so, um, you know, when you're creating your budget, you're going to be um, looking at um, your income and your expenses every single month and really seeing, um, you know, what am I spending my money on? Where is my money going every month? Um, and do I want to be paying for these things every month. So a lot of the times people will have manicures and pedicures and subscriptions and um, fees and um, memberships and all these different things in their budget and um, you know, which is great. I don't recommend that my clients cut back expenses from a place of lack um, okay. because I don't think it's very effective to cut out expenses just because um, like you're, you're I don't want to recommend that they cut out expenses from a place of feeling like very scarce and um, not confident about their money. I want them to look at their expenses and see every single um, item that they have every month and like feel really, really good about paying that Absolutely. expense. That is, yeah. That's a great tip. And I like that you show that to your clients. You know what I mean? Like, yes, they want to save. Yes, they want to you know, break the paycheck to paycheck cycle, but you also don't want them to feel, you know, overwhelmed or like, you know, cornered up against the wall, just, you know, yes. and they're gonna have to be limiting all of this, these expenses and stuff now, or turning around right. their entire lifestyle. It looks like you help them in baby exactly. steps to do it in a way that's comfortable and, and um, actually achievable, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So that's why people shy away from the word budget because they think it's super restrictive and they think it's like a straight jacket, you know, keeping them from having any fun when really that's not what um, I help my clients do at all. Um, I have them look at every expense and have them see if they really like paying each expense. So for example, um, you know, like that gym membership, are you going to the gym? Yes. And you love it. Okay, great. Keep it in your budget. That's perfect. But are, do you have this gym membership and you haven't been in three months and you really dread going every month? Then like, take a look at how you are feeling about these expenses or, or these purchases and ask yourself, like, do I really need this in my budget? Is it worth having in my budget and sacrificing or putting off money goals a little bit longer because I have it in my budget? So I just have them uh, really take note of how they're feeling when they pay this uh, each expense and the ones that they do not feel great about uh, purchasing every month, um, then I have them just remove it. But the the memberships and fees or 
purchases that they have every month that they feel great about and they love doing like you know their weekly shopping trip at target or a manicure or whatever if they feel great about it then all right let's make a plan to keep it in your budget so it's it sounds like it's going to look different for everybody because everybody has different yes like things that they enjoy. Some people don't have a gem membership, but like you said, some people like they're spending at Target. So it's like customized for, for each person individually, not like a one size fits all. Exactly, yeah, definitely not a one size fits all okay. um, because everyone's, everyone's spending and everyone's income is completely different. You know, and that, um, you know, does bring me to re-examining your income, like, um, because we are online business moms here, you know, um, what does your income look like? Like, are you charging enough? Like, can you charge more? Um, if, if it's, yeah, like, um, if it is an income problem that you're having, if, if, if you're sitting here saying, Kendall, my budget is so bare bones, I don't have anything extra for, you know, splurging or extra spending money, then, um, then you may have an income problem. So kind of take a look at that. Like, what can you do to increase your income? What can you do to uh, maybe ask for a raise or raise your prices or, you know, anything, um, you know, anything like that. So, um, you know, if we don't ask, we're not going to get it. Like, it's not just going to fall in our lap. Like we need to be proactive at, at, um, uh, getting these results for ourselves. So, finding ways to either increase your income, increasing your value, um, the, the value that, the, that you're putting out there um, to earn more is really gonna help you reach your money goals faster. Awesome, so, yeah. so step yeah. three, uh, say the title of step three again so everybody can jot that down. Yes, so step three is going to be to re-examine your income and your expenses. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then step four is going to be to focus on your debt. And, um, you know, I know this is kind of so taboo, like not even taboo actually, because debt has become so normalized in our society. It's just, it's so normal for people that have debt. It's not even funny. And so um, for step four, we want to focus on your debt and we want you to, um, you know, kind of like think about what you could be spending your money on every month if you didn't have those debt payments. Like really, this is like a, such a good journal exercise um, or journal prompt, like add up your minimum payments per month and uh, you know, take 10 minutes, 15 minutes to kind of like dream about what you would spend your money on, like that amount on, if you didn't have to like give that to any creditors. And I'm not talking your mortgage, I'm talking more of like, um, your credit cards, your student loans, your car payments, all of that, like add that up. Let's say it, for us, when we were doing it, it was it was like 900 something. It was close to a thousand dollars. And so that exercise for me was so fun because I was like, oh my God, if I had an extra thousand dollars per month, I would do this. I would do that. I would do this. And then I asked my husband the same thing and it was really fun to see his answers as well. And that kind of like propelled us and gave us a little bit of motivation to like continue going because we were like, we want, we want that extra almost thousand dollars to be ours every month. We don't want that to go to creditors anymore. And so um, that was really fun. So just having that as motivation, like, oh, like we would put X amount in savings every month and we would save up to buy this, like keeping those at like the front of our mind was really the motivator for us to um, get that this debt paid down as fast as we could. And I and love so, that. 
Sorry. So I love that because you hear the word debt, you got to number four and I'm like, oh, the word debt, you know what I mean? The one that nobody (laughs) wants to talk about, you know, you're struggling with your credit score being really low and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to bring it up because my credit score was like in the 500s, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I ruined it when I was 18. We all go out and buy all these credit cards. My husband And then, I mean, it, it got up like up there and now I'm able to buy a house and that is like my motivator where yes it was like this process so I love how you turn something of you know working on your debt where most people don't want to talk about it and give them like a I think of it as like you know a mood board or what do they call it where you pin like, like a vision board of, yeah uh, a vision what do, you, what do you call it a vision board like a vision, vision board. board where you yeah. pin all the different things that you're working towards so I love that that definitely makes it more fun yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people don't even like to entertain the the idea of doing this exercise um, because they just think it's not possible for them and they just think that it's so far off. So it's like, why even why even think about that? Because it's it sucks because I know I can't get it. That's not the point of that exercise. The point of the exercise is to just kind of realize that this money that you're spending every month could go to something else, could get you closer to reaching your money goals every month. And so, um, you know, when you are focusing on paying down your debt, that frees up all this money, extra money for you to possibly end that paycheck to paycheck cycle. Like if somebody's sitting here saying, I'm living paycheck to paycheck and I just need, you know, 600 extra dollars per month to be able to kind of feel a little bit more comfortable and like have like a date night with my husband and splurge with my girlfriends Mm -hmm. and do this stuff. Like, if you're needing that much extra in your um, you know, budget per month, but that's how much is going to creditors, like focus on paying off that debt so you can break that cycle. So you have that extra $600 a month that you can do those things. Absolutely. You know? That's yeah. a good motivator. Like you said, it's a motivator. So that right, you it's a motivator. working on it, you're not like, oh, you know what? I'm throwing in the towel, I give up. Like, no, and you don't even have to do it from the very beginning, but when you get to that point, or you start feeling like you want to throw in the towel, you have this awesome motivator to bring yeah. out, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. And then that, again, that's like a whole different training on like how to stay motivated during a financial yeah. journey. That's right? the mindset part, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the mindset part. Um, so yeah. So step four is to focus on your debt as much as you can. It'd be amazing to pay it off completely. Um, if you can really just buckle down and um, make that happen for yourself, it's, it's really, really re- rewarding. So, um, so step four, focus on that debt. Um, and then step five, it, the last step in our five-step oh. journey is, yeah, is to plan for your fun. And I know that Yay. takes a spontaneity. <laughs> I know that there's takes a, a... What do they call it? Like there's a rainbow at the end of the... Something good at the end of the Road? tunnel. I don't know. <laughs> light, the jackpot the light at the end of the, at the, end of the rainbow. <laughs> yeah. So um, I know that planning for fun kind of takes the spontaneity out of fun, but um, it it really is beneficial when you can plan for these things. So, like, I think a lot of people think that the whole like treat yourself movement is, um, you know, the um, like last minute purchases or the purchases on a whim or the purchases that you make that you really haven't, um, or like that you splurged on, splurged on. And so, um, 
so that, I mean, when you look at it that way, that you've, you know, kind of um, splurged, if you will, the treat yourself movement. So when, when you're sitting there and you're saying like, I like, I want you to treat yourself. I want you to make room in your budget to treat yourself. I think that's so, so important. Um, but people kind of correlate the treat yourself with the splurging and the in the moment purchases when it doesn't really have to be that way. And so, um, you know, the, the main thing is to just kind of plan for these things. Like, yes, you, you can do that shopping spree at target. You can buy this big screen TV. You can take that vacation with your girlfriends, just plan for it. Like, it's, it's as simple as that, just plan for it. And so a lot of the times though, people think that, you know, they've, they've ruined their budget completely because they made these purchases on a whim or um, that's kind of what keeps them trapped in this paycheck to paycheck cycle is because they do these very unconscious spending um, or they have these very unconscious spending habits um, that, that cause their like money to go out faster than it comes in basically. And um, so, you know, it's really necessary to just plan out your fun. You can splurge, you can go on vacations, just plan for it at a time. And an easy way to do this is to kind of sit down maybe a week before the new month starts and kind of think about the month coming up. Like, what do we have coming up? Do we have, um, you know, a wedding coming up? Okay, like, let's, let's plan for that. Maybe we need a hotel for that weekend. Um, you know, our, our vacation is in three months. All right, like, let's start planning for like drinks and dining out and all that stuff. Like you can splurge on things, just plan for it is all. So, um, so when we do these purchases, when we make these purchases on a whim, that's what kind of keeps us held back in our finances and, and behind in our, in our money. So planning for fun is key. So what about like little things? Cause I know I am guilty of this. And as moms, we want to like, you know, be the best moms, right? So I get mom guilt sometimes and we'll be at the grocery store and my daughter's like, can I have this? Or, you know what I mean? Or even maybe I want something, I see something and I want it and it was not on my grocery list. What about those type of things? Cause I know I'm not someone who likes to be restricted. Um, I, I'm kind of on the whim person where I'm like, hey, let's go to California. You know what I mean? With my daughter, I'm a single mom. So I don't have the answer to anyone. It's just me and her. Yeah. But what about like those smaller items though, where if it's not on your grocery list or it wasn't on your list of why you went to the store, you know what I mean? Um, is it okay to do those things sometimes? And um, if, if we should shy away from doing those things, what would like help us to stay focused on our grocery list? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Does exactly. So, yep, makes sense. So, um, when you, um, okay, so let's say you're at the grocery store. We'll use your example for, for instance. So you're at the grocery store and you grab something that's not on your list. Um, and you don't like to be restricted. Okay. That's totally fine. Let's say you went over your grocery budget by 20 bucks, 50 bucks. Let's even say, um, it's no problem at all. This is when people end up throwing out their budget completely because they've gone over on a category and they're just, Oh, this is all messed up. I try again next month. That's where that mentality comes from. But if you can just stay focused and say, okay, I went over on my grocery budget, 50 bucks. It's totally okay. What category can I pull from to now? to now make up for that difference. So maybe my personal care budget will be 50 bucks less this month or my 
um, fun money is going to be 50 bucks less this month because I spent, because I'm taking it from groceries. Does, does that make sense? It makes total sense. And I love that because if I really want something in that moment, you know what I mean? It's really hard for me to say no and I want it, but you're not saying, well, don't buy it. You're just saying you need to take that amount that you spent and you went over in that budget and take it out in, in another area. And in my opinion, that yeah. sounds a lot better because I'll deal with that later when I get home with my envelope system or whatever, you know what I mean? But in that moment, if it makes you happy, you kind of want to do it. But then just make sure you yeah. deal with it when you get home with your budget and everything and, and, and make up for it in another category. So yeah, awesome. absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's all a balance really. And this is kind of where like the mindset portion comes in because you know, you really want to ask yourself like, yes, it may make you happy right now, but follow that all the way through. Like, are these Oreos really going to make me happy in five days? Like in five days, will I really Then you'll never be able to give up your gym membership either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, sometimes like I'll do this with like a, if I'm out at a store and I, you know, find like a super cute top and I'm like, oh, like I really want this, you know, top. And I'll ask myself the questions like, do I really need this? And I, of course, in the moment, I'm like, yes, I need this. Will I like, um, will I still want this in 30 days? Of course, also want it in 30 days. It's so dang cute. But then when I ask myself a little bit harder questions, like, um, would you rather have the shirt in 30 days or would you, ra would you rather have the money in 30 days? Then I'm like, oh, Okay. Long term, like long term. Yeah, goal, like, like we're talking about with the debt. Yes, you're like, well, this isn't going to help me now, but you have those long term goals. And then when you're, you know, five years later, or even for me, like a year and a half later after raising my credit score, you can buy a house. You know what I mean? So it's like long term yeah. goals. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I did want to touch on when you said like the mom guilt thing, because I know that we all I know, have that's that. That's a whole different category, right? That's more I like know. parenting tips of. Don't have mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned a couple terms like guilt and um, you don't like to feel restricted. And uh, the only reason why anybody ever feels those things, if they feel mom guilt or they feel restricted by a budget, it's only because of the thoughts that they are thinking. Like your budget does not cause you to feel restricted. Your income does not cause you to feel restricted. Like your, your child wanting a toy at the store does not cause you to feel guilt. Um, so then you make the purchase for them. Like it's all, um, has to do with your thoughts. So if you, um, you know, are, if your daughter, let's say your daughter is at the store with you and she sees this toy and she's saying, you know, like, oh, I really, really want this. And you're like, oh, like I feel so guilty. Okay. Okay. Let's get it. Like the only reason why you feel guilty is because you're sitting there thinking like, oh, I should get this for her. I should be a good mom and I should buy this. If I don't buy this, then oh, I'm gonna like feel so guilty, and she's gonna be so upset. And you know, the, these are all your thoughts. These aren't facts that are happening. And so, when you can realize that it's just your thoughts, um, the mom guilt can go away. Like you can have other thoughts. You can tell, you know, you can tell your daughter, or tell your husband, or tell your kids, or whatever. Like, no, I have goals to reach. Sorry. I and know you feel when you want to go to Disneyland in six months, you're going to be begging for that. So do you want the toy now? And you can kind of teach your kids about money and budgeting. Then absolutely. Yeah, so that's absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. So when you can kind of like retrain your way of thinking to be more focused on that, like 
know I have goals to reach. So it'll cause you to feel more confident and more reassured rather than guilty and restricted, if that makes sense. It does. And and maybe if you do say no to that one thing at the store and you kind of feel uh in the moment, but then when you have that vacation or whatever, you're like, you know what? I'm glad I said no or whatever it may be, you know? Yeah, so that's what yeah. I love about you is there's so many people that help with money and finances out there, but you also like, it does really start in the thinking, you know what I mean? Because oh, you're absolutely. With guilt and all of that stuff or, you know, so I like how you tie in the thinking and the mindset in with the money coaching. I love that. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it has to be tied in or else you can't be successful from it. I always say you cannot um, have a positive result from a negative mind. You just can't. And so um, when you can, um, you know, kind of uh, train your brain to think on the more positive side, optimistic side, um, more serving thoughts that make you feel good rather than bad, like restrictive or guilty or pressure or, you know, lack anything like that, um, then you're really going to be doing some great things for your finances. Awesome. So those were the, yes. the five steps then? Yeah, those are the five steps. So kind of just to like um, bring it all in here, I'll go over just the five steps one more time um, so that if anybody missed one, but the first step is to um, build your emergency fund of at least $1,000 just to have a little buffer between you and life's expenses. Um, the second step is to track your expenses and to create a budget and it's to do that every single month and make sure you stick with it for a minimum of 90 days to see good results. Um, third step is to re-examine your income and your expenses. Make sure you feel great about every expense you have in your budget every month. If you don't feel great about it, get rid of it. Um, fourth step is to focus on your debt. Um, think about how much you can spend or how much you would have extra per month if you didn't have that going to your creditors. And the fifth step is to plan for fun. Awesome, so there's the five steps from Mindset and Money Coach Kendall Hamilton um, on how to break that paycheck to paycheck cycle. Thank you so much for those five steps, Kendall. And um, so this is my next favorite thing. I want awesome. to uh, be able to offer our audience that or that Kendall has for you guys, this special treat is you have a free guide on your website yes. called the Breakthrough Your Money Blocks Guide. Yes. Right? Yeah. And Kendall's website, you can get the guide from perfectsenseliving.com and you will have a link along with the show as well as if you go to the coaching tab on her website, they can even book a free consultation with you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I give free mini sessions or free mini coaching sessions where we um, kind of go over your financial situation. We um, go over the area that you're struggling with the most and we create a plan for you to um, start to take action. Awesome. So I love that you, you, it sounds like you really do care about people taking control over their finances by doing those mini oh, so sessions. Much. I know, I know. It's like who gives mini sessions? So that is so awesome. Hop on the call with her, you guys, um, to talk about, you know, any struggles you're having and Kendall is your girl. So next is where else can everybody connect with you online, whether it's social media um, or Facebook? 
Yeah, so um, you have my website link. Um, my um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. My handle is just underscore Kendall Hamilton underscore. And um, I have so much fun over there. And then I also have my um, private Facebook group called Perfect Financial Foundation, um, where I do my I do live trainings two times a month in there. That's where I put my freebie downloads. Um, that's where you'll find gifs or gifts aplenty, <laughs> however you say that word. <laughs> we just have so much fun in there. So that's where I kind of go. That's my little community where I um, give all my free trainings. Awesome. So if you couldn't get enough of Kendall here right now, make sure you head over to her Facebook group after this so that you can continue to get all of Kendall's awesomeness and free trainings and everything like that. Um, well, thank you so much, Kendall, for being hey. on the show and being with our online business moms audience. We greatly appreciate you so much. And um, is there anything else? If you could, if you could leave one thing with our audience today, what is the one thing you would leave with all of these awesome ladies? Oh my goodness, put on the spot. <laughs> Girl, you got this. You got this. Like you are a money coach. You gave us so much stuff, even if it's from yeah. the side. Yes, um, because I've given, um, I think, so much strategy over this training, um, I do want to say or leave everyone with this is to, um, if you feel like you have done all of this in the past and you still haven't had success, maybe the first place for you to start is to get your mindset um, right. And if, um, you know, if you feel like you have some sort of block that's keeping you from making more money or budgeting or whatever it is, um, try to focus on that. Again, like you said, I have my free money or um, my breakthrough your money blocks guide where I, I show you four steps on how to tear down those blocks completely and start to um, retrain your brain to come up with better, more serving um, uh, money stories for yourself. So um, if you feel like you've tried all of these five steps in the past, haven't had success, um, start with your mindset and go from there. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. That is such a great takeaway. So thanks so much for, for thinking of that one. And again, thank you again, Kendall, and we'll talk soon. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Online Business Mom podcast. This episode has been brought to you by our sponsor. If you love this episode, subscribe to our podcast and leave a review so moms just like you can get the support they need. Now head over to onlinebusinessmom.com where you can join the community, receive free resources, and get supportive training to start and grow a profitable online business. I'm your host, Lorenz Schuyler, and I'll see you next time.